Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purple Stars podcast. I'm Sarah, your host, and we are so thrilled about today's guest. She is a full-time contemporary artist, and her art has been around the entire globe. She is a dog lover, and she is not just very talented, but she is a woman that is brave and will empower you with this conversation. So we are very thrilled to have her on the show. Please welcome Kate Tova. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we are so thrilled to have you on the show. You are traveling so much, so it took us a while to schedule our interview. That's why we are even more excited that it's happening today. We have a lot of questions. There's so much we want to find out about you, and that's why we are going to dive right in. You said that your grandmother has been a huge inspiration for your artwork. Would you like to share a little bit more how she has shaped you as an artist? Yeah, so I actually grew up in rural Russia, so a very small town. And my childhood was, you know, I mostly just, I I always loved animals and nature and, you know, all the allowance, you know, basically pennies that I got from my grandma, my parents, you know, I would spend it on feeding stray dogs and cats. (laughs) And I just, yeah, I had appreciation to nature from early age. And I think painting was a way to escape reality to me at that time. And kind of, you know, I had this gloomy cloud above my head of like doom cloud at that time of like I didn't know if I could be an artist you know and I always wanted yeah to have my dog and have my animals so the painting was a way for me to experience all that you know and experience freedom and my grandma was and is a big part of my inspiration because of her love to nature and animals and the way like how hardworking she is so I definitely definitely have that in me now (laughs) and one of your main themes in your art is freedom what's your personal definition of freedom and is there something you think helps you to have greater freedom both in your personal and in your professional life wow freedom I mean, to be honest, yeah, I feel freedom the most when I paint. That's like the ultimate feeling of freedom because you're like my mind is completely free of thoughts, of worries, of, you know, what's about the past and agonizing about the future and honestly yeah there's such a big connection to the way animals are and like when I look at my dog they are just constantly in that state of like just being present you know and like just celebrating life and feeling free and happy (laughs) and being in the moment so there's a lot to learn from nature and animals because that's just like their um, constant state I feel like of being So every dog obviously is very special, but your dog not just has a special personality, but also a very special talent. 
I remember um, finding your dog on Instagram. And so we have every Tuesday something that's called Patspiration. And on that very Tuesday, we shared your dog and we wrote, anything is possible. (laughs) And could you share about your dog's special talent and how you discovered it or how she discovered it uh we're yeah it's it's it was just mind-blowing and i will never forget the day i posted it because so many of our followers reached out and said wow i cannot believe this dog can actually so the rest i will let you share oh that's amazing thank you so much for sharing it she so my dog her name is Tucci. She's a rescue. I adopted her and here in San Francisco. So, um, and when I adopted her, she was very anxious. So very shy, very nervous, you know, she would just constantly, you know, when she meets new people, she would hide or just like really, really just be scared of any noise and um, pretty much everything around her. <laughs> um, and it really helped me before I fostered over like 40 dogs when I lived in New Orleans for a rescue named Take Paws. I love them. So that really made me, I learned a lot about dogs and the way they are and how different they are, you know, how, you know, their levels of energy is completely different. And it doesn't even depend on breed to be honest sometimes it's just you know the way the dog is and like how dogs you know some are very dominant and some are very submissive and how like how important it is to match your energy to the energy of the dog that you're Mm. getting that's why I'm very very pro uh, adopting and because it is the best way to match your energy level to the dog that you're getting, I guess. So I really, really connected with Chuchi because she's just, she's just very chill dog, even though she is an Australian cattle dog, which is, that's why I'm saying it is not a typical <laughs> thing at all. Like, yeah, it is. She turned out to be a hundred percent cattle dog, which is, you know, usually they have a lot, a lot of energy, but she's definitely, you know, she's super smart dog. And I saw how much, like how quickly she learns, even though, you know, she has this anxiety. And what I realized that is that when I teach her things and, you know, when she sees this mentor, I guess she relaxes and painting, like teaching her painting, was like the best decision (laughs) I made at that time because this trick you know even though it's hard to even call it a trick at, at this time because it's like just her process but because it's a very kind of long trick and it really makes her kind of be in that more relaxed state longer so she just paints you know and like you can see her enjoying it and being more relaxed and just happy and that makes me super happy (laughs) i love the way you said it's important to match your energy to your dog's energy and you took it to a next level because your personalities but also your calling and 
Reread Online, you said, creating art has been an emergency exit for you. And isn't it so beautiful and also magical that you chose a rescue dog and her way of relaxation and probably also escaping certain traumas she has been through is also art. And I, a few years back, I found out about I think his name is Arno Stern. And so after World War II, he was responsible for taking care of kids. And obviously they had no money back then. So he thought, okay, why don't I let them paint? Because piece of paper and a little bit of a little bit of color doesn't cost that much. And he noticed a huge shift in them. They were less anxious, they were more open. And so he started to study more their behavior change and it ended up being the Arno Stern. I hope I, um, it's the correct word and name, <laughs> but he started this movement and he went to Africa and all sorts of different places for kids with trauma to help them release some of that pain and have healing for art. And I find it so incredibly fascinating that it even is with dogs and yeah. it's beautiful that how you help your dog to transform and also to help her healing and I can imagine that she's probably doing the same for you right yeah exactly it is definitely a two-way yeah relationship mm -hmm. that and also she makes me you know how how much dogs read your energy and I'm honestly a pretty anxious person myself mm -hmm. like but for her especially in the more like stressful situations I almost need to like convince myself that I need to kind of put my stuff together mm -hmm. you know and like be brave and confident for her so she reads my energy and she's also very calm and confident too you said like you're that. an anxious person i'm wondering because as an artist you are sharing your heart and you're sharing the most intimate of yourself with the world what helps you to release part of that anxiety and also what helps you to go for it regardless of the anxiety and the fear oh that's a good yeah that's a good question it's i think i mean Art is my definitely number one remedy <laughs> and it goes together with nature, you know, so mm -hmm. it's just whenever I feel anxious, I paint or I go for a walk with Tucci in the park or for a hike. So that's, you know, the best, the best remedy for me to kind of clear my thoughts, you know, and it's mostly anxiety. It's, you know, it's all in our head. So it's mm -hmm. good to have like, to me, it's a visual distraction, you know, but like a very peaceful <laughs> distraction. So your brain has a chance to just focus on something yeah, beautiful and calming. I see it in my clients when I, when I look at the difference between athletes and artists, so both of them are high performers, obviously, but the biggest difference is, in my opinion, athletes can win without the audience liking them. 
obviously it's much harder when you play a tournament and then the audience is not on your side but you can still win Wimbledon without the people liking you yeah but as an artist the audience you depend on the audience if they don't like you you're not going to sell any records no paintings nothing how do you deal with this dance i like to call it dance between the audience and you and the art and also making sure that on the one hand you do make sure your art is liked by others but also at the same time you are focusing on being true to yourself and that you are not so much impacted by the thumbs up nor by the thumbs down yeah i think honestly just learning so much over the years of doing art full time what mm -hmm. i learned is that the most important thing is to be true to yourself and actually not really think about pleasing anybody around you the most important thing is to just create <laughs> and really just the most pleasure that i get of you know when i create art is when it's something that is personal to me you know that is something that i just truly enjoy making and then the mag magical thing that happens after is that you connect to the right audience this mm -hmm. way so basically if you know you can't please everybody it's just kind of an impossible thing so that is something you know that a lot of artists experience in the beginning of you know their career that like you kind of want to just everybody to love you know what you create and maybe even follow some trends you know or kind of see like oh what is selling out there because you really want to be a successful artist and sell your work but the it's almost like a reverse thing that you realize with time because when you chase the trends and you're kind of really pushing <laughs> all like yeah your true parts of yourself away and then it's just not a really it's harder for people to connect to your art and for you to talk about your art so when you really yeah, create from your heart and create what you really truly want to put out there you'll find the right people and the right audience and it's just so much more meaningful this way you have achieved something that a lot of artists are dreaming about you it's your full-time job can you tell us a little bit about the journey because obviously you weren't born as a full-time artist it took time and it's a journey from getting you know like probably having a few commissions hardly getting by and then now having your art around the world what are maybe three things you would love to share with artists that are in the beginning of their career and are still wondering wow how could i ever get there what are three things you would share to encourage them to keep going okay yes it's always it's always a little bit hard since every artist's journey is very different and mine of course was full of struggle which is very common <laughs> in the beginning for artists and especially because i was i had this major change 
you know, when I moved from Russia to the U.S. And when I moved, I moved to New Orleans. And the first thing I did was actually going to uh, a local dog park. <laughs> and... <laughs> They had <laughs> very typical of me. And so I basically, yeah, I didn't really have anything with me. I didn't really have great English or any friends or any paintings with me. So at the dog park, they, they had this adoption event with Take Paws Rescue. They had puppies and, you know, I hugged them all and had a great, great time. So basically in getting involved with that rescue was the best decision I made at that time because I also made myself a part of that you know community that was very supporting and you know like yeah I fostered a lot of dogs for them I started doing live paintings and donating custom you know, like dog portraits and pet portraits for their fundraisers. So this way, you know, I kind of put these two of my obsessions together of dogs and art um, without even realizing it. But I guess so that's the advice number one is just to be a part of the community that you're in mm. and let them know that you are doing art and that you, you know, you want to help and you're yeah if you're passionate about some good cause then do something <laughs> you know mm -hmm. use your use your talent because that just feels so much better because a lot of artists struggle with just confidence you know and it's a good way when you put your talent to a good cause yeah like this so yeah community community is big and it can also even be online community, which, you know, Instagram, especially during the pandemic was a really good one to have. And it's, you know, it's definitely, I learned over the years to unfollow the <laughs> accounts that bring me anxiety and you form your own community <laughs> and follow the right accounts <laughs> that inspire so you. True. So yeah, I guess the second advice would be like I said just staying true to yourself to what you create which is you know really really difficult in the beginning especially if you don't have a lot of support and like I had actually a, a part-time job you know when I was kind of trying to do art full-time eventually you know but I still needed uh, some mm. um, financial support so it's always hard to just you know dive in a hundred percent because you are dependent you know you need to pay the bills so it's definitely kind of good to feel it out and not to maybe go all in too early so then you are not really dependent I guess on mm. art as a you know basically yeah money maker so it's good yeah it's good to have a slower transition and not to not to rush it I guess there are a lot of people out there that say oh you gotta be all in if this is your dream and I'm totally on your side to like I think there is nothing wrong in having another job 
that supports you until you are ready mentally, emotionally, physically, network wise to be all in with your with your passion and your vocation. It's uh, especially if it's not a plan, if it's not the plan B, you know, like I think you people really need to differ differentiate of am I having my second job because I doubt that I will ever make it or am I having my second job because it is providing me the resources I need until I'm ready financially and have my setup because that's very a big 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 difference and especially with artists it's great to have a certain income because pressure, and you know that much better than anyone else, pressure does is a sucker for inspiration, <laughs> especially yes. if it's a financial <laughs> one. So when having a certain, a little bit of a pillow and knowing, okay, I can pay my rent, I can have some food, I can pay my insurance, it's and everything else is a plus. It's a great way. It's a great way to start. And to me, this is also commitment saying, okay, I am working X amount of hours to make my dream come true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very agree. So, and can you tell us a little bit about your current collections and upcoming collections? We're very curious what you're working on and what's going to come up and what to expect. Oh man, yeah, I I'm working on <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> That's kind of yeah, another thing for artists. It's I, honestly it doesn't get much easier with time because you're just <laughs> you'll have more and more projects, more and more pressures, and mm -hmm. <laughs> but it is very very exciting. I am working on um, series of my own paintings and paintings that Tucci is making. <laughs> My own paintings focus on female empowerment and freedom and um, our connection to nature. So I have these floral compositions that look like, you know, these bursts of color and texture. And to me, yeah, they really, they really symbolize all of those things. Yeah, like the freedom and connection to nature. And, you know, like I love Georgia O'Keeffe, but the way she, she portrays flowers is more kind of like gentle and fragile. But the way I want to portray them is more powerful and bold and unstoppable. Um, almost to redefine the femininity in the modern world. <laughs> so I've been really, really passionate about that and that collection. So I'm hoping yeah, to launch it later this year or early next year. And the collection that Tucci is making, <laughs> she, <laughs> she is, yeah, she gets busy in the studio here she is yeah under my table here <laughs> they're like these colorful paws all over the floors if you if you were here you would see it it's really cute <laughs> that's brilliant yeah i actually yeah, i have this painting here by her so she um basically when i when i taught her to paint it was basically a command of you know just to hold something in your mouth and touch the canvas but I never expected it to 
go to such high level, I guess, of artistic <laughs> expression because she oh will actually, she will do things that will shock me, you know, like really long expressive brushstrokes or she will do, you know, a few dots that I never taught her to do in the first place, you know, so I give her, I give her freedom of uh, expression in that way. So she, you know, she will do her thing and they mostly look like these colorful clouds, you know, and like she will dip it in paint and some, some colors will drip and some of them I kind of need to scoop like this thick paint for her. And then she would apply it, you know, herself. So it's like a lot of texture on canvas this way. And her name actually means rain clouds. So her paintings almost, yeah, kind of look like that too, except, you know, they're very colorful. You know, drips. Um, That's amazing. And does she paint while you are (laughs) painting or how's the process? Sometimes. So we do sometimes when I just start a painting, I will let her paint, you know, on her her lower level of painting, (laughs) especially (laughs) when I have just a a very large canvas on the wall. So it just extends, you know, to the floor. (laughs) So she will just she will do her artwork kind of in the the under layer. Sometimes I need to, you know, paint it over (laughs) because it's my work. And uh, at least she has fun. But then, yeah, we did one of the videos we did on Instagram is that I put two easels back to back Mm -hmm. and then I painted her on one side and she painted me on the other side, you know, looking at each other. And that was just the the most precious thing I think we ever (laughs) done because it was just really cute. But yeah, usually when we create a collection, I would focus more on her work. So we mm. would, you know, set up a canvas, her her little easel, you know, so she focused more on her process, I guess. I I am still blown away. <laughs> it's I, I I'm just imagining like some dogs, they only can do like sit and come. <laughs> and your dog paints. It's it's just it's insane. Do you sometimes still are like, wow, my dog is a genius? Yeah, I honestly, I still can't really believe that she's doing that. And I never, I never thought, you know, when I adopted her that this, <laughs> this would happen. And <laughs> I honestly, I just, while she's painting, I'm just laughing and I have this like most happiest face on me it's just it's pure joy for sure to watch her what else brings you joy apart from painting i know it's a question that's very difficult for people to answer for people whose vocation and calling is their life because there's you know there's no personal and professional life people with a calling breathe their calling they think they're calling they dream their calling So is there something else that brings you joy or that you try to spend time with and immerse yourself in to not get all absorbed by art? I think it is actually being in the ocean is Mm -hmm. almost, it's actually very close to 
the painting process sometimes because I surf. Yeah, that's how I'm in the ocean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what I mean. So just being in the water, you know, I mean, especially, especially catching the wave, but it's just this feeling of freedom that I have when I'm painting because when you're in the water, you are really not thinking about anything else you know it's like again your mind is clear and you're not not thinking about your to-do list mm -hmm. which is usually you know my big problem is that it's just always you know in my mind like okay I need to have this thing done I have this meeting I forgot to respond to this email and it's mm -hmm. just like always I feel like yeah it's a modern big modern problem that we have and the ocean is just has this magical ability to clear your mind in this way. And I think especially because you need to be very focused when mm. you're surfing, when you're out there, you know, otherwise the, the waves and the ocean will kick your ass. <laughs> it will, yeah, you'll get wiped out and uh, probably hurt <laughs> if you're not paying attention. <laughs> So that's almost, yeah, like you need to kind of, you're forced to just be very focused and watch the waves, but it is very relaxing, you know, when you're actually, actually doing it. Yeah. Are there other similarities you see between surfing in the ocean and painting? Like I, I I'm not a surfer, so I only... I'm on the beach watching people surf, but I always think, wow, it's, it's really about loosening the grip and becoming one with the ocean, even if it tumbles you. And it's very similar to creating, whether it's writing or painting, it's like, you've got to loosen the grip in order to yeah. really get into the flow moment. Do you experience any similarities when it comes to the flow moment or anything else? Yeah, honestly, a lot. It, there are so many similarities. Yeah, like you're saying, the state of flow. And mm -hmm. I think especially, yeah, surrendering that control is huge. You know, it's huge for art process because when you're really trying to control every breaststroke and think about every, you know, single little movement and how perfect it has to be, your painting is not going to turn out really well. And <laughs> the same, you know, with being, being in the ocean is just, you can't control every wave, you know, you can't, you're basically, yeah, you just really, really need to surrender and enjoy the process. <laughs> and it really applies to both. Ooh. What helps you, um, early in our conversation, you said it's very important to create art from your heart. What helps you to get out of your head and to reconnect with your heart when you are, whether it's surfing or painting or anything else in life? To reconnect. I know, we want to know a lot. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been helping me to read books recently just as kind of like having this extra mentorship mm -hmm. if you will and kind of have this advice from you know the greatest people out there because we we're all still figuring things out <laughs> so it's just it's a great way 
you know, when you're kind of stuck and not really sure if you're going in the right direction mm-hmm. to have some great advice, you know, because we don't always have great mentors that are our friends and it's often hard to connect to those grand great mentors, you know, mm. to have a coffee with them. <laughs> so books just really helped me <laughs> to answer some questions I had and to inspire me and to kind of keep me going through some hard moments. I see this with a lot of high performance, especially artists, that it's hard for them to find like-minded and like-hearted people to have conversations about the process they're experiencing. And listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and reading books of people that we don't know otherwise is such a great gateway of stimulating our mind and our hearts and finding the answers to questions that we sometimes don't even know what questions they are. Uh, How does it work in your personal life when it comes to friends? Are your friends artists or all sorts of different, um, do they have all sorts of different other professions? Yeah, honestly, all sorts of different professions. And that's, I think, the thing that inspires me the most is when I talk to them and they have, you know, their own ideas and their own world, you know, I actually get ideas from that. And the same about like books and podcasts is that sometimes it's actually better to listen to something that kind of like outside of maybe of your (laughs) immediate, you know, a career or interest, because Mm. like you just learn some amazing things (laughs) that exist out there. And yeah, I think with friends, it's just important to have just supportive, you know, supportive people. And I guess with artists, especially, it's it's great to have somebody who understands that sometimes you just want to be in your studio all day Mm. and you're not feeling super social. Mm. And, you know, how is just recently, it's really hard to say no to things. And to me, you know, art is such a big priority that I make sure that my friends understand that, you know, it's no hard feelings that I just want to, I just want to create all day today. And I don't really want to, you know, hang out, but I will in the future. It's a very good point to explain, especially to new friends upfront already saying, Hey, you know, I love spending time with you. One thing I want to make sure you know about me I'm an artist and I love creating and sometimes it just comes unexpectedly and sometimes I just disappear for a certain amount of days or weeks or months. I don't know how long it is in your case and it has nothing to do with you. And yeah, so I think it's really important to communicate that, but I can also imagine it's a big different if someone is dating you or someone is friends with you, because if you disappear for like a few months, it might be very difficult. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> no, that's why it's, that's why it's good to warn people. Exactly. Like sometimes, you know, when a friend reaches out to me and say, oh, you know, there's an event next week, let's go. And I will say, for example, that I'm taking a month off social events. So, mm-hmm. you know, they can, we can still chat, you know, and text, but I, they will just not reach out to me about any more social events yeah. where I will have to, you know, say no again and then no again. And then it, it's kind of good this way that I give myself space and they know what's going on. So, yeah, <laughs> good heads up. There's so much more that I would love to ask, but I think we probably need to do a follow-up interview for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to close our conversation today, I have a few dog-related questions. So the first yes. question, if your dog could write a book about your life together, what juicy secret would she share? Wow. A secret <laughs> about our life together. Yes right wow what is our secret Tucci? she's looking at me <laughs> with her loving eyes man i think it's just secret secret i don't know we don't have many secrets to be honest with our social media <laughs> presence so maybe the I, popping over to instagram <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we we share all of our struggle and all of our victories. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just we just help each other to live in the to live in the moment and appreciate mm. every moment and celebrate life. We're I learning. Like and the next question is: What is one of the reasons you're grateful for your dog? I think because she inspires me to be more confident and brave and in art, you know, is just to go for it. Because when I see her, you know, there will be a white canvas in front of her and she just like goes for it. She just, Mm -hmm. you know, starts painting. And the thing about us, us humans is that we overthink things you know we'll look at that white canvas and we're like oh my god I don't want to mess it up <laughs> and just yeah looking at her and seeing her to just go for it is very inspiring for me so. and if Tucci could speak for one day what do you think she would say I love you <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sure she was yes. like I love you I love my life <laughs> this is the best ever <laughs> Yeah, I think that's why we love our dogs. They just have this unlimited amount of love to give. So we give it back. We we try to give as much of it as we can. Yeah, dogs really are grateful and really amazing. And there's so much to be grateful for. And on this note, Kate, thank you so much for your time today. And thank you everyone for tuning in. If you loved our conversation with Kate as much as we did, please share it with your family, with your friends. Don't forget to tag us on social media to keep the conversation going. And we're really excited to have you back next Wednesday.